Hello folks, welcome to Emphasis Podcast. This is Alex speaking, your host, and we're honored to have Gaurav Dutt Unial as our guest today. He heads the IT service management practice at Emphasis. Thank you, Gaurav, for being here with us today. Thanks, Alex, for hosting me. Tell me about service management. Sure. In simple terms, it's a framework, it's a set of guidelines, a set of best practices to manage service operations for any organization more efficiently. So the core focus of service management is to streamline and harmonize processes across geographies, across business units, across vendors, to make sure that you have one global view of process across the organization. In a nutshell, service management is all about harmonizing processes, automating the processes, and delivering a higher level of user experience. Now, when we look at this domain service management, so this domain or this framework itself has evolved in the last few years, you know, five, six years back, prominent framework or prominent term was what we call as ITSM or IT service management, which focuses a lot on streamlining IT processes. And that used to be the focus of, you know, several organizations you know, for the last few years. But in the last couple of years, what we have seen, you know, organizations have realized that, hey, we have a framework called ITSM, which we are using for our IT services. And because it provides the construct and the foundation capabilities, which can be utilized for my other parts of the business as well. So why not extend service management to my other business areas? All right, so it, it's constantly evolving. Does that also to do with uh, when you talk about geography, you're talking about different cultures as well. So service management has a wide range of applications in terms of global or cultural enterprises as well. Is that correct in saying that? Yes, absolutely. You know, as far as, you know, processes and tools are concerned, so, you know, one of the bigger focus areas that we have in any program that we execute is to build a global view of process and tooling, but at the same time, have flexibility in our solution to be able to cater need to you know, specific geographies and business units. And I'm glad that you brought up this point about geographies. So whenever we execute these large programs, so one of the key focus area is, you know, driving user adoption and making sure that employees of any organization, they embrace that change. So what are the current trends around service management today? First one we see is the service management in two senses becoming enterprise service management. This is no longer ITSM focusing just on IT. Service management is truly being embraced by organizations to drive efficiencies across business operations as well. So we are seeing a lot of organizations utilizing solutions, these processes, service management as a concept for their business operations. As I mentioned earlier, HR service management, project portfolio, CRM, and so on and so forth. The second trend that we are seeing is around bringing in more and more automation and artificial intelligence. So capabilities like chatbots, bringing in natural language processing, NLP, machine learning, decision engines. And what we are also seeing that while these used to be high-level concepts or solutions out there in the market, now these are being deployed for our customers. The third trend that we see right now is bringing in industry-specific 
or vertical specific knowledge into service management. And to give an example, so we are implementing service management process and platform you know, for large pharma organization. As part of that initiative, they are streamlining their service management processes, bringing in a new tool set, redefining their metrics KPIs, the way they manage and look at their operations. And that initiative is going on at the moment. But one of the problem statement that company wanted to address is that how do, you know, as we implement service management, how do we ensure compliance to GXP requirements? So it's a GXP is a standard in, in the pharma industry. And that's that's one of the requirements they had. So when we are implementing service management, so we had to make sure that our solution is GXP compliant. Similarly, when we are having these kind of conversations with retail organizations and insurance firms, financial organizations, so while the underlying principles, the, the guidelines, the framework, the best practices still remain consistent, not specific to any industry, but during these implementations, now we are seeing a trend of bringing in that domain expertise and making that solution vertical focus as well. So has accessibility to the vendors and the customers improved because you're literally, you're, you're giving that much accessibility to them and how much of what you're doing is tailor-made? Because it sounds like because of uh, the vertical focus, you're Try, you're uniforming, ev you're heaping everything in one consolidated uh, package almost. Does that fine tune what you're offering in, in terms of service management? So one of the propositions that we bring in is having expertise on service management because of multiple implementations and several programs we have done, but also be able to tap onto domain knowledge that's available across Infosys. So while we have our team, which are 1,200 you know, people, but we also have access to a larger pool of resources where they have expertise on financial services, insurance, retail, manufacturing clients and all. And that's where we are able to bring in that expertise. Now, what we have also done in this space is we have taken our experience around service management. We have also leveraged experience from different domain SMEs. And we have packaged it all together and uh, built a solution what we call as Enterprise Service Management Cafe or ESM Cafe. And uh, ESM Cafe is the solution that we utilize for all of our service management programs. And because it already has different processes, templates, accelerators built in, as well as a lot of solutions are also part of that uh, IP that helps us accelerate transformation for any organization as they go through the service management journey. So tell me, what motivates enterprises to go for service management? Every large organization, they do have processes, they do have automation to a certain extent, they do have certain tool set. I think it's a question about what is the maturity of their service management function within the organization. And typically we have seen few demand patterns which triggers service management. One. As I said earlier that large enterprises, they have multiple geographies, different vendors, different processes. So many organizations, they realize that, you know, we are not able to give or get a comprehensive view of how operations are being run today. They have large set of data completely disintegrated, large set of reports and dashboard, but still not able to get meaningful insights. So they can't take certain actions because they have so much of data with them, but not been able to get the right information. The second trigger we have also seen is certain events 
like business services and applications are very critical for any organization business today. And organizations start seeing that my critical business functions or business applications are not always up. I'm seeing a trend that there are disruptions in those business services, there are higher downtime, and then we need to do something about it. The other trigger we have seen is, so how do you make it more lean, bring down the cost? So that's another you know trigger for service management. Other trigger we have seen is around user satisfaction or the kind of experience any user would have with service management. And uh, like in today's world, you know, all of us, we have access to all popular technologies, you know, you know, go to Facebook, Google, Amazon, and we are used to that kind of experience, right? The moment we step out of our you know, office world. But the moment we get into office, you know, we are still used to see that old portal, the way we access our IT services, the way we reach out to staff to get something fixed, right? And there's a huge difference. And that's one of the triggers that how do you bridge that gap and make user experience much better and seamless for, for the employees. Do you see yourselves as business advisors or troubleshooters in a sense? Where would you place yourselves in service management in that respect? Depending on the scenario, we have to play both the roles. Service for any organizations adopting service management, they, they have to go through you know, a journey. And that journey starts from, first of all, knowing what, you know, what really needs to be fixed. And closely tied to that is knowing what we want to achieve at the end. So in most of the cases, we play the advisory role where we help them define their strategy, the architecture, help them deploy the solution. But in certain cases, we also have to get to tactical details to understand if there is a specific issue that how do we troubleshoot it and then make sure that the inputs from that troubleshooting goes back to the larger architecture and strategy that is being done. Streamlining, fine-tuning is a benefit, but could you elaborate on other benefits that service management brings? So I think you're right to say that uh, streamlining, fine-tuning, you know, these are benefits, but these are, I would say these are softer benefits. Or even to go and go to an extent, I would say these are enablers to deliver benefits for an organization. You know, by the virtue of having streamlined processes, better automation, you know, better tooling platform, there are a set of benefits that gets delivered. And what we typically see is a huge positive impact on user experience. So that's one of the key benefit that we have seen. The second benefit is obviously on uh, the cost that an organization can save. In any large implementation, we have typically seen consolidation of at least eight to 10 different platforms into a single platform. You know, because of this consolidation, streamlining, there is a huge amount of cost savings that also gets delivered to the organization. The third benefit is around uh, predictability in services. I think that's very important to know that because of having the right set of processes and tools, I know my business operations or my business services are going to be up this percent, this much. So how do you bring in that predictability forecasting into your approach or into the way you are managing your operations? So that's the third benefit you know, that we have seen. Other than that, you know, we have also seen bringing more transparency across operations. Several IT leaders, business leaders that we have talked to, one of the challenges that they face that you know, I have operations being run in different geographies or different units are managing their operations with their platforms and systems and their processes. And I don't have any way 
to get a comprehensive view of how my entire IT organization or how my HR operations you know, are being run. So by having service management, we connect those dots together. We have one set of common process, one common tool that can be used across geographies, across business areas, across business, you know, business units and all. And be able to bring in transparency in terms of the performance of the services, what is the spend on these services, and that's a huge benefit. In general, what are the different challenges enterprises face in adopting service management? The typical challenges that we have seen with any organization, you know, as they start their journey for service management, the biggest challenge is about the resistance to change. Because even if you have your legacy tools, which you don't like, you know the processes are broken, this tool is old, but at the same time you have been using it for 10 years or 20 years, right, depending on your stay in the company. So in a way you are used to that particular tool or set of processes that you are using for your day-to-day -day work. And as you know, a new solution, right? And as we help companies go through this journey, you know, implement service management. So they also always have that fear of unknown. You know, I know this tool is bad, but I know this is how it works and this is the process. So that resistance to change, I think that's one of the key challenges that we have seen for any organization as they, you know, start their implementation on service management. The second challenge we have seen is around uh, getting the right amount of data as we implement service management capabilities. Usually what happens when we implement service management, so there are three or four areas that we typically focus on. So we focus on one, streamlining processes. Second, we focus on implementing the right technology to support those new processes. Third, we focus on enhancing the user experience or managing organization change. And fourth area is around building the foundation data which can be consumed by the platform as well as the processes that are being deployed. Other challenge that we run into is many organizations, they have this data, the information about their business services sitting in pockets, in Excel files, it is in different databases, it is in legacy tools. And as part of this transformation, how do we bring it all together? The third challenge we have seen is also around maturity of users across different business areas or departments. You know, we are trying to bring in consistency. We are trying to have one set of process that can be used by everybody. But the way different users look at those processes, right, and how they use it, it also depends on how mature that organization is in terms of their current set of processes, in terms of the current tool that they have. So we have to make a balance that certain departments will find you know, mature processes and help drive their adoption in certain cases. The maturity would be a bit lower, and though how do we bridge that gap? The other challenge is in organizations, they look at these implementations as you know, very tactically that we have to replace a particular tool set. But service management as a domain is much beyond only a tool. It's all about how do you set up a framework that helps you drive process efficiencies with the right tool, managing organization change. So how do we make sure that all the right parties are involved and uh, they work together, you know, doing that implementation? So with archaic systems, do you find yourselves having to educate your clients to a larger extent because you're having to take that leap from their old processes and systems to a new body or a new platform? And that's a constant exercise we have to do throughout the engagement. 
And uh, typically what we also do is whenever we start any large program you know, for transforming service management, we usually keep an initial phase of around uh, four to six weeks. And this phase is all about planning, educating users, educating key stakeholders, building the strategy, refining the roadmap, understanding dependencies, understanding potential risks, building mitigation plan. And we do that exercise in the beginning itself so that we at least know what kind of challenges you know, would come up. So that really helps us you know, as we go through the different phases of the program. Other strategy that we adopt is uh, we bring in our ESM cafe solution upfront, you know, during uh, our client conversations. With the help of ESM cafe, we can help users see what they are going to get at the end. That, hey, this is how your target state is going to look like. And when they see the target state, simple the process is going to be, or this is how my new tool is going to look like, or this is how I'm going to request my services. The adoption or the participation level in the program, you know, increases quite a lot compared to if they wouldn't have seen something live, you know, out there. Could you share some scenarios of how Emphasis helps its clients in service management? I mean, it's really an extension to, to the question I previously asked you. So there are organizations who are starting with implementing service management for IT, streamlining their IT operations. And then there is a natural progression towards applying the same principles, same concepts, same framework to their business areas as well. So you start with IT, fix the processes, and then expand into business areas. Now what we're also seeing, the an alternative approach where organizations are starting with their business processes. They are starting with HR, they are starting with you know CSM, customer service management, they are starting with project portfolio management fixing those processes and then getting into IT. So we are seeing both type of implementations. Now taking a couple of examples here. So the so first example is for a global fast food chain. The problem statement they had was they had a variety of tools. They had different business areas with their own tool set. They had uh, different ways of working, different processes in different geographies. And when Infosys got engaged with this client, you know, when we started the implementation, so we were also helping them go through a larger, you know, infrastructure transformation. So challenge we had was that not only, you know, implement service management capabilities, but also implement service management in conjunction to the larger transformation which is happening on the infrastructure side. What we help them achieve is have one process that they run across all the areas in not only North America, but in UK and other areas as well. Is this a, a long transition from implementing the process to begin with to the transformation? Is, do you give yourselves a, a large transitionary period? That's one case. There's another interesting case uh, for a large insurance organization based out of Europe. The problem statement they had, or the focus area they had was around user experience that how do we make it seamless, top-notch, so how do we improve the user experience? That is what they wanted to focus on. So what they did, you know, they looked at all their business processes, be it for facilities, be it for field services, be it for IT, be it for HR, and they implemented, you know, a platform along with processes to tie it all together. So for any user, when they want to request for a service and they want to use it, they don't have to 
go to those individual areas to request something, they had one portal where they can go and request anything which they like. And not only request, you know, they can track the entire life cycle, there is a fulfillment engine as well. So it was all about improving the user experience. So that's another you know, case example that I wanted to quote where we help them improve the customer satisfaction as well as improve the experience for their users. So that's the second one. The third one is for a CPG company and a very interesting use case. So as I said, organizations are also adopting new platforms for their business operations and then moving to IT. Just a different way how they're adopting it. So this particular company, they started their service management transformation on the business side first. They picked up a set of business processes which are broken, which are running on legacy tools you know, that need fixes. And uh, they automated more than 10 business workflows onto the platform. So one of the reasons why these organizations are able to get it out there and achieve these results is because of having the right technology available in the form of this platform service now having implemented service management to those companies, what differences, what benefits, what efficiencies did you see after some time? In certain cases, benefits are very specific to the organization, but there's a general trend as well. The typical benefits we have seen is, so there's a decrease in the, that the request that goes to a service desk. So typically what happens is, let's say if you need something, so you'll pick up the phone, call the help desk, say, hey, I need this, right? And then you can talk to them for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, and then your request gets fulfilled. With the help of these solutions, there's a huge amount of focus on enabling self-service. where You no longer have to call somebody. You can simply you know, go to the portal, request your service, and then the fulfillment process starts. Second option could be that you can utilize the chat option, use a mobile app. So there are different avenues the way those requests can be submitted. So you no longer have to pick up the phone, talk to somebody for 20 minutes to get it fixed. So one, this helped in improving the user experience because the self-service has gone up, the volume of request to service desk has gone down. So user satisfaction is up. Second is obviously cost benefit because you no longer have to make those calls. So you make save money there. The third advantage is around consolidation. In all these implementations we saw, as a new solution like ServiceNow gets implemented or as we implement service management capabilities, there's a huge amount of consolidation that happens across platform. Other one is about we saw you know, predictability in their business applications availabilities. So these are the typical benefits that we have seen, user experience, cost savings, consolidation, having better transparency and predictability in the way the operations are being run. Now. Uh, with any industry, with any profession, looking at IT specifically, we're all looking to improve efficiency of processes. Now, I don't know what level service management has reached today, but do you see any room for efficiencies, to improvement in efficiencies in your processes as well? Because the last question I'm going to ask you is, bearing that in mind, what kind of future do you foresee for service management yourself? Just to get to this question, so first of all, yeah, service management uh, has reached a certain level of maturity. But at the same time, we could, we could already see that the things that are lined up for the next 12 to 18 months, right, and how industry is shaping and how we are adopting those trends as well internally. And as I said earlier, service management as a function is there in most of the large organizations to a certain extent. Right? It's, it's about what's the maturity of that function and how do we enhance it further. 
Now, service management so far has been a flat framework, in a horizontal framework with no speciality for any vertical. But now we could see there could be a potential that service management for retail, service management for healthcare, service management for insurance, these could be mini variants that could come up. And we are internally within Infosys, we are building those frameworks. But we could see in the next nine to 12 months, you know, these newer areas like IoT would also get, you know, integrated with service management. What drives you personally in service management? What excites you about the future on a personal level? Just one statement. So I think what drives me is uh, the diversity of problem statements that I see and I'm pretty sure my colleagues, you know, and my team would feel the same. You know, while we work with large enterprises and many organizations, they have common challenges, but we would still find two or three problem statements which are very particular to their business and which are very important to their business as well. And then we get excited, you know, helping them go through that journey and not only obviously solve the common problems which are there in the industry, but also help them solve that particular business problem. And then when we see the results that how, you know, when we did something on service management, how it helped them not only within IT, but delivering some results on the business side. So that sense of achievement, you know, be able to solve those specific problems. I think that personally drives me and I'm pretty sure that I think most of my colleagues would also, you know, share the same feeling. So you enjoy these challenges? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Goran. I, I must say it was a, a very informative session. I've learned a great deal in our conversation. And I'd like to thank um, all of you for listening. And for more information, please visit emphasis.com. We look forward to you tuning in next time. Mm-hmm.